Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Dana Martin. This is the Sit Dominion, and tonight we have with us Cam. Hello, Cam. And Debbie. Hello, Debbie. Hello. Hello. Uh, so this is huge, man. I have been putting off talking about Vader, and tonight will be episode one of three. Uh, it's episode 20 through 22, where we will be talking about Vader, uh, but not not yet. Not yet. We'll, we'll talk about Vader in a bit. We gotta, we gotta save it. Um, Savor it. So, what what have you been up to, Cam? We've got the holiday coming up. Uh, what have you been doing this last week? You got all your shopping done? Oh, yeah. Shop, shopping's all done. Not, Gifts are wrapped. Not Legos for yourself. Like, do you have shopping done for others? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. So, we uh, had a couple uh, friend Christmases, and uh, I was telling Christmas. Dana at the start of the show, uh, my buddy Josiah got me this. Oh, so, nice. Shout out to Josiah in chat. Um, Nice. Oh, my and, God. Uh, but, yeah, just trying to finish out this last week of work. So, Josiah, you can be my friend, too. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, where are you at? You got your stuff done? Uh, yeah, they're not wrapped. Um, I've got uh, the last three weeks of the year off. So I've just been a slug, pretty much, watching yeah. movies and shows and whatnot. And- does the high-powered businesswoman get the country boy in the end of those movies? Like, they all. Do I don't watch all. those movies. No, oh. no, <laughs> no. That's that's not me. I, you know, I've watched uh, a couple of Godzilla movies. Oh. I've watched I've watched a couple of Christmas movies, but they've been more like uh, like last night. I watched Jingle All the Way, and um, I've watched um, White Christmas and. Gremlins. Heck yeah. Some of the yeah, shows we talked about last week on the uh, holiday yes, special. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So I'm saving uh, Die Hard for either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. So we'll see. Heck yeah. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some news outside of the Star Wars world, but certainly within the Disney world. And that is about uh, Jonathan Majors. Um no longer going to be Kang for sure, for sure. Um, and I think uh, the general consensus from what I've been reading and some of what we've been talking about is, yeah, I'm glad Disney waited until an actual verdict before moving forward with destroying someone's career or allowing them to destroy it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike with Johnny Depp, where they just said, you're screwed and that's dumb and all that happened. So, I mean, wh- where do we see this going? Um, we were talking in pre pregame here about uh, the recasting, like like a Brody, and from Terrence to uh, ah, Don Cheadle, and that worked out fine. Like, would do we see this going in a in a recast direction, or do we see this being restoried, like we see some reports uh, about using Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom? Well, like I was telling Cam beforehand, I, they can easily recast. I mean, he was spaghettified in in uh, Loki. So, and, you know, he he was supposedly died in Quantumania. So easily they can just recast and just move on, finish out that storyline, that phase, whatever. And, you know, and like you said, they, they you know, they recast Terrence Howard. They... 
how many times have they recasted Hulk? They recasted Red Skull. I mean, they've done it several times in Marvel, so I don't see why they can't do that. I know and a I lot of people are... Go ahead. A lot of people... Well, the fandom is pretty uh, uh, divided. Uh, some of them want them to move on to Doctor Doom. I don't think they're ready for Doctor Doom yet, because I know that it possibly could be down the road. And I think if they rush it, then nobody's going to be happy. So if you have, um, like, in in Loki or the, the whole multiverse thing, just because uh, Loki was Loki in our timeline or whatever, another branch has Loki as a female or Loki looking like something else. So mm -hmm. I think it's open to recast and it fit just fine. Um there's, there's many of me coming, you know, or whatever he says in, in uh, season yeah. two. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Cam? I agree. I think it'd be an easy recast. It, I would like to kind of see them finish out that story arc, but I think Kevin Feige is all in on getting Fantastic Four and Doctor Doom in. And I don't know if that's the right direction to go because I think it's just a simple recast finish out the story so yeah and, and i think there'll be some uh some fandom that's not too happy like you said debbie i think they're kind of divided some of them want to see this play out what what's the end game of this right um of this phase and don't rush jumping into i think we can all agree don't rush into you know throwing out a piece of garbage just because you need to put a movie out into 2025 right um right Man. So how, how do you think uh, how do you think these things coming out impact? This is a just different question, maybe. When these things start to happen or start to come out, how does the uh, how does the organization react? I mean, we've seen them react in, in Disney's case, extreme on both ways. Um, how do how do you know? How do you how do you deal with that? I, I don't know. It's a question that I don't, I don't own my, well, I own my own business, but not like that. Like if I'm the only employee, if I screw up, it's me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I know that we, we work in, 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 in different industries that uh, stuff can happen at the top um, within your org. And, you know, how do you, how do you handle those things? How do the, how does the company handle those things? And so, it's easy to armchair it, I think, and say, oh, they should have or shouldn't have. But I don't know. From your perspective, what would you think of, like, within your – if you were in control, like, what would you have done in the Jonathan Major situation, for instance? I think with how much they had invested like, in his character, like him playing all the versions of Kang and mm. multiple movies and all this world building, I think they were kind of hoping that – I think a part of the reason why they didn't jump to such a big extreme is because they were kind of hoping that he may not be found guilty and they could just mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe he doesn't go in a certain project, but in the big project or something, you know what I mean? But I think that I like the way that they handled it very unlike Pat, unlike they've done in the past. So yeah. I think it's kind of how I would have handled it, honestly. Would you handle it the same then too, Debbie? Yeah, the way they've done it, 
this with uh, Jonathan, I think that was the correct way to do it, unlike what they did to Depp, and they didn't even wait. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there was a, an opportunity, if I recall, and correct me if I'm wrong, Debbie, you would know you were closer to it, I think, is that we were going to have on one of our shows an interview with him. Um, Jonathan Majors, is that maybe it was an article? Uh, might have been an article. I don't. Maybe it was. I don't article. recall any interviews, but. And all of that dropped. Know. I think like a week or two weeks before all of this was supposed to go down. If anyone out there is listening and knows what I'm talking about, please let me know because I'm probably just talking out the side of my mouth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can tell people aren't listening because they're still chatting with each other in the. Uh, <laughs> Literary Legion, and I'm like asking their, you know, hey, Literary Legion, help me out, you know. Um, that's right. Exactly. I don't think we. What? Go ahead. No, I said exactly. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Uh, so yeah. Oh, any other closing thoughts on on either uh, Marvel Universe moving forward without Kane or with Kane? Or, I mean, what would you like to see? Quality, said, content. Well, quality content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quality would be nice. Although I did enjoy uh, Loki season two. I thought that was really good. Agreed. But, um, I'm sure while this trial was going on, the higher ups were always, was already coming up with scenarios. This is what we're going to do. You know, if he's innocent, this is what we're going to do when he's found guilty. You know, I mean, I would think with a company like, like Disney, they've already had these talks and there's already plans and made. At least I would have. If well, I especially after it got to death, right? Um, the way right. that that led on and how fandom got really pissed off at, from the beginning. Like, guys, wait until it's done, you know, or whatever. Um, I like your, your comment, too, Cam, about quality content. We were talking in the beginning, too, about even the shows within the series. You're like, that was kind of a throwaway episode. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Um, and I think yeah. we've touched on that in uh, – no, it's the show I'm on with you guys sometimes, Debbie, you and David. Um, MCU Monday? MCU Monday. Yeah, MCU Monday. I'll talk about <laughs> – yeah. Man, I had three cups of hot cocoa. You guys are killing – I mean – <laughs> oh, I mean, we watched we watched Guardians three uh, two nights ago. It's the first time we'd seen it because we didn't go see it in theaters. Because I'm not a big Chris Pratt fan for no valid reason, honestly. But um, <laughs> it was it was the first it was the first film that I've watched from Marvel that in a while that I've kind of like made me feel. I mean, it was an emotional movie, honestly. Yeah, it was. So, but it was. I was like, man, I was kind of bullish on the James Gunn Superman film, but after watching that, I'm like, I think James Gunn can do something. So, yeah, yeah, he did really well with all of the um, Guardian movies. I, I don't think there's a loser in the bunch, and including the Holiday Special, which I've watched twice already. I haven't watched it this in the season. last week or two. So it's fun. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I got to say the third one like is right there for me um, with the first one, as far as quality of story, giving you 
just action but also emotion like it was just really good third one was great there's that ride at disney world um the guardians ride i got to ride that last year and oh my god guys i have never it's like indoor co have you have you guys have been on it yet number one fa hello josiah <laughs> Missed the here you go here you go buddy. I showed them earlier at the start of the stream, but so you don't call me there a liar. You here you go, buddy. That was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, Dana and I would would both like to have something like that. Yeah, <laughs> just saying. I know you don't know me from Adam, but you know. <laughs> just sorry, I, I can't bring the Lego wall in here. That's unfortunate. Be a large bookshelf to move. Yeah, I, I love uh, when David's on. You can catch some of his stuff on the in the background sometimes that he's worked oh, yeah. on. Uh, sweet. Well, all right. I don't know what else we can talk about with that. That's kind of talked to death, and you know we're all here really to talk about the the Dark Lord of the Sith, Dark Vader. The uh, guy. He what? The guy. The guy. Oh no! I so. I'm not going to talk. Tell me. I wrote this article. It's pretty cool. You should go check it out. It's about Darth Vader. Why did this go back up again? Um, <laughs> I hit I hit the space bar. Yeah, man. The Coco's going to bring dude. Can you remember the first time you saw Darth Vader on screen? One. And if so, two, tell me about that experience. Either of you can start with that. A New Hope. I was a original trilogy kid. VHS. Right as he walked through the door, I looked at my stepdad and was like, who is this guy? And I was just infatuated for two hours. So I was waiting Some... every minute for him to come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Summer of 77? <laughs> I'm old, yes. Thank you. I... Uh, yeah, somewhere no. <laughs> I was 13, so I'm old. Anyways, somewhere 77, and seeing that, I mean, the theater, I we were in South Carolina, I believe, and uh, my brother was stationed there in the Navy, and wherever my brother was stationed, that's where we went for summer vacations. So, anyways, theater was packed and i mean when he walked through the door you could just hear a collective gasp you know it was just like holy crap what is that because we had never seen anything like that before yeah. what is that who is that <laughs> who's underneath the mask and yeah he was terrifying to say the least i need to see i need to see it in the theater um, I, I have never seen a new hope in the theater. I've seen empire and I still never seen return of the Jedi. There's an article about that too. Um, but I, I really want to see that right there where he walks in and it on the big screen. Well, I guess I have a, a Oculus and I can make it big, but it's just different. There's something about that. Right. <laughs> um, and so so one of the things like okay well villains right you have villains all through uh movie history from uh i think one of the the more recent mentally scary villains was uh agent smith from 
the Matrix. He because he mm. could be anybody, and he was so into. He was just it was really good, well written villain. Um, and I I didn't feel like we had a villain until around him that would have been able to compete with the grandiose of Darth Vader, if that makes sense. Like, cause yeah, when he walked into that hallway, it was like, whole, who is this commander? Tell the ship apart. I want, it's like, ah, who is this dude? And he's choking somebody and throwing them up against the, Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> but Well, and, and the voice made it even more terrifying because, you know, James Earl Jones has got that really deep timber to yes. his voice and and he I believe he was from theater too so he has that projection in that the the way he talks sure you know so yeah yes lots so of double scary <laughs> no you're you're right and and with him um him doing that voice there like you could you can hear it in your ear like when you read Darth Vader lines, that's what you hear is is that ominous, deep, dark voice. And I don't mean dark, James. Or you know what I mean? The dark voice. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's so it's so powerful. Um, so what <laughs> I was I was two, so I didn't see it in the theater initially um, in '77. But <laughs> let's let's think about this. Is there any other villain in any other book, movie? series anything that has had the longevity of 40 plus years um i mean you say the bible and the devil or whatever but i mean like an actual villain on in in media in recent history for 40 years he's been scary like terrifying to people i outside of horror movies freddy jason right mm -hmm. can you think of anyone else that would be close to the fear power that he, I don't know what to call it. Uh, not, not, I mean, not in my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, maybe not fear power, but in terms of grandiose scale, I'd probably say Joker, honestly. That'd be Ooh, my first thought. Yeah. I know he's not s scary in the same sense, but scary in terms of he just kind of does what he does for fun. Mm. And it's and in certain comics and certain media, like he can just be. I think Joker in the Arkham games and the Batman animated series, uh, Batman Beyond: Return of the Joker. I think those. Oh are, yeah. I think, I think Joker might be, just in terms of overall recognizable scale in media with Darth Vader, but I would no, agree. no one in terms of just being scared. Mm -hmm. And it's his, uh, I think with his Joker, I think you're right. I, and it's his complete and utter lack of uh, any, what's the word, more, more morality guidance. Like it's it's this and whatever I'm trying to do is all that matters. And in that way, very similar uh, to Darth Vader, uh, planning things out, putting it, uh, putting plans into motion. And the, the uh, Dark Knight, Heath Ledger version, uh, that was huge in, I think, establishing, he's not just, you know, a laughing idiot. The dude's crazy smart. Superman was 78. There if you're go. talking Superman in the movie. 
We were talking about Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember what we were saying about it. I don't know why that came up. How he like was Superman and how he was Ooh. able to kind of embody like yeah. when he was when he was Clark and when he was Superman, you know, just the acted in well. portrayal. Oh yeah. Yeah, Christopher Reeve was our Superman growing up. Um I don't know, they've had like three in the last fifteen years now or whatever. Uh, can't really decide on on those. But Vader, mm -hmm. man. So if we were to to think about the, I, I like episode one. We're going to talk about today uh, more along the lines of how he became Vader, um, because I think if we can understand how a person gets to that point, um, then we can understand maybe where they go from there. So being able to understand his motivations later. Um, comes from his attachments to his family and things of that nature. I truly, I truly believe like that much thought went into creating that, even within the or the uh, Ahsoka series and within. Um, gosh, where else did he show up? Uh, Rogue One, he showed up. Um, although I didn't, I didn't like him in that as much. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Are you kidding me? I just can't imagine him doing that. But then you get Clone Wars Anakin, right? And that's totally a Clone Wars Anakin thing. Yeah. So let's talk about Anakin Skywalker. His, um, tell me what you think about his relationship with his mother and his relationship with Watto. And how those two things compare and help the foundation of turning him into Vader. I think uh, one of the things I always think about is when um, he tells, I think, Padme, he's like, she tells him he's a slave or something like that. And he's like, I'm a person and my name is Anakin. Mm -hmm. I think um, he... I mean, he was a slave, but I think he always viewed himself as more. And I think he kind of felt, obviously, with his uh, kind of overall force nature. Like, you know, he knew that there was, he always wanted a life outside of being a slave on Tatooine. And I think it's hard to not view Watto when he was a kid, certainly as kind of like a father figure in a sense, because, I mean, he had no other father figure. You know, he had his mother and... um that's why I think Qui-Gon dying at the end of Phantom Menace is so huge because he was exactly what Anakin needed. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Debbie? Yeah, he, the relationship with his mother, I mean, it seemed like everything he did was to make her life e easier, you know, in the sense of building uh, C-3PO. Uh, to help her do things around the house or whatever. And the rela uh, they seem to have had a good, close relationship, regardless if they were slaves. Um, and then the Watto thing, yeah, I mean, that was the only male figure that he had, basically. Not that it was a good one, but, <laughs> right. 
but despite of that, you know, he was still a pretty good kid. Yeah. Does it ever say, and forgive me if this is a dumb question, what did his mother do as a slave? What did she work on or work as? or Like a housewife thing? Like, I mean, was she just like... Yeah. Uh, she also, I can't remember what book it is, but um, she worked on little gadgets. I don't know, like cleaning or maybe she did some soldering or whatever their version is yeah. in the Star Wars universe. But yeah, she worked on little gadgets and whatnot, maybe repairing them or or whatever. I I don't remember what book that was, but that's what they were referred to uh -oh, she locked her up. as doing was you know the little you know so I think I think the thing I like about a Phantom Menace is that they established and you can see it throughout the films is that the prequel is like he cares and at the heart he's a he yeah. just loves his family and he becomes attached to the people in his life that he's willing to do anything for them. And I think that's what makes um, episode six so special because I think he sees himself, and I know we're going to get to it eventually, but I mean, he sees himself as irredeemable yeah. because he's lost everybody. Like he killed Obi-Wan, mother's dad, Padme's dad, you know, and he's like, yes, you're my son. I mean, it's too late for me. And yeah. I think that's what makes episode six so special because he was just this little kid on Tatooine that loved his mom and wanted to see the galaxy. And yeah, I mean, he, he dreamed of being a Jedi. Mm -hmm. That's what he wanted to do. And so when given that choice of going with Qui-Gon, but yet he was leaving his mother behind, you know, what... That was a difficult choice to put on a little, what was he, nine? Yeah. <clears throat> Eight, nine-year-old. He is too old. <laughs> what? Okay, whatever. Yeah, Yoda. yeah, yeah my issues with the Jedi Council. <laughs> no, we'll talk plenty about that in the next episode, for sure. Um, if not at the end of this one. Um. Shoot, I lost her. Oh, so Watto. I, I always thought it was interesting when he came back in uh, Phantom Menace. Or no, sorry, uh, Clone Wars. And he came back in Chuck Chuck Watto and Eddie. Like, you could, like, he was genuinely excited to see Anakin Skywalker. There was no, like, oh, you left me for nothing and for dead or whatever. You took everything. He, he seemed very genuine in wanting to see him again. Now, the flip side of that is I Anakin could give two shits about about sorry, PG thirteen, about Watto. I, I really think like, you know, you sold my month like he didn't care about Watto. Yeah. I I really think Watto though did have something in his heart for Anakin because as you said, he kinda I mean took him under his wing. He taught him things, he showed him how to, you know, do whatever. He had a natural knack, sure, and it did for for tinkering with things. But um, I don't know. I, I think he he did not feel the same for Watto as Watto maybe felt for him. 
Yeah, I think Watto had a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. Whether that was he took him under his wing or, you know, hey, he can pod race and, you know, yeah. make, me, make me money or whatever or whatever he can do to make me money. But, yeah, in some sense, I think he did have a soft spot for Annie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he was right at the same time. Uh, and and it's interesting when you when you think about, you know, Luke being however old he was, Ray being however old she was. All of these things in the universe, uh, in the universe, the Star Wars universe, uh, nope, too old, too old, too old, but yet they still train them. They still have these problems. Um, why, why do you, so, so you mentioned Qui-Gon, I, I think we can move into that. Do you think Qui-Gon was too eager or was it that, oh, I know my purpose, it's to bring Anakin to the Jedi Temple? That's the kind of vibe I got. I don't know what you guys think. I agree. I think that Qui-Gon felt Anakin was going to be like his final purpose through the Force before he, you know, eventually learns how to, you know, become one with the Force and those things. Like, I, f- yeah. I feel like he was so, because, I mean, we can see it in later projects that he saw through Count Dooku the faults of the Jedi, maybe not to the same extent that Dooku saw them, but I think that the thing that Qui-Gon had that, even though Obi-Wan loved Anakin and did what he could to train him, he didn't have that same type of love that I think Qui-Gon was going to give and the same type of mentorship, father, fatherhood, and those type of things that Qui-Gon would have given him. Because I think, I don't think if Qui-Gon lives, I don't think that the Jedi Council let him become a Jedi through, through the typical ways of becoming a Jedi. Yeah. I think that Qui-Gon and him would go off and do their own thing. And um, obviously that's probably how the better end of the story happens. But um, yeah, I think Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon wanted to do it because he felt that's what the Force was essentially telling him to do. So and, and it's interesting you, you say that. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Debbie, where you have uh, you have Obi-Wan and Anakin getting into it, and he says, I serve the Republic. And he's not talking about serving the Force or where the Force is leading him. And I think that's huge compared to what Qui-Gon, his attitude towards it was not, I'm serving the Republic, I'm serving the Force, and I turn to the light because it's good, because it's there. And that's why Qui-Gon was kind of considered rogue. Yeah. Uh, Obi-Wan was by the book pretty much, although he did, I mean, you know, you could see during Clone Wars, uh, the animated series, that uh, he did kind of lighten up Mm -hmm. quite a bit. But for the most part, he tried to stay you know, within the protocols, within the rules. Um, I think Anakin needed a combination of both in order to be successful. You know, he needed to know the rules, but then he needed the soft touch of Qui-Gon. And I didn't mean that the way it came out. (laughs) (laughs) 
It sounded better in my head. I apologize. That's okay. I may have stumbled onto one of those that I thought was a movie, but wasn't. That wasn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but it, it's interesting you 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 take that route because I, I yeah every single person that he that we come in contact with in our lives in some shape way or form help uh, to create who we are right and. So when we think of that and, and how that translates from uh, the Star Wars universe and Darth Vader, then we can see Anakin as a child being influenced by his mother and Watto and the whatever scum and villainy that he hung out with on Tatooine. Um, that was who he grew up with. I mean, Watto was a whatever. You know, I mean, he was a scoundrel too, right? Uh, uh, what shyster? <laughs> He's, you know, trying to trying to steal money or whatever from someone who who needs help. Um, and so he got some of that, and then he also got his mother, and he got all the scum. But then when Qui Gon steps into his life, I think that's something he's heard about. Uh, you know, your I see your laser sword and all of these things, and I believe he would have. I, I think you're onto something there. If Qui Gon hadn't died. I, he really looked up to Qui-Gon Jinn in, in a very short amount of time. And I would say yeah. that's huge. Yeah, good. The the impact that Qui-Gon had in that short time period was huge. And, you know, I don't think people think about how a short time or, an, you know, just one particular event can affect somebody and changed you know how their life might go or anything but um but it it, it does happen you know just spending time you know, i don't know how many days that that they got to spend together but yeah it was very impactful to Anakin and, and I think he in that short short time period he idolized Qui-Gon. Yeah. It didn't take agree. much. <laughs> but no. And and then you know stay in that cockpit. Like he listened to him. He did what he was told. Yes, okay, the whole mm -hmm. like, he said stay in this cockpit, you know, being a little <laughs> smart ass. But but I but he stayed in the cockpit and Whatever, whatever. I think that's a little stretch, but go ahead. Anakin always did little workarounds. This is true. That's where you Ahsoka know. learned it from. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, I'm doing this, but I'm finding my own way of doing this. So I'm I'm staying, you know, yeah. in my lane. <laughs> and I think in that short amount of time, he learned some of that from Qui-Gon. Because he, he's straight up, Matt, you'd already be a Jedi. What is it? Uh, Obi-Wan tells him you'd already be a Jedi master if you would just listen to the council. <laughs> like, if you just shut up and do what you're told, you'd already be a master. And Qui-Gon's like, that crap don't mean nothing to me. I, well, I, and, and Obi-Wan said the same thing to Qui-Gon. You know, if you, if you obeyed the rules, basically, you could be on the council. Yeah. You'd be on the council. Qui-Gon was a rogue, but he was a very gentle rogue. Um, I like his style, and I think his style in uh, the seeking, if you will. He, he was a seeker of truths, um, Qui-Gon, and a believer in the ultimate truth that there was a one, and that, in this case, Anakin was said one. 
and we know now in a weird way um, that we weren't anticipating he was. You look like you're chomping at the bit there, man. Go. (laughs) I think, too, like, another thing why he was so fond of Qui-Gon is because, like we mentioned earlier, like Debbie said, like, he had wanted to be a Jedi. That's almost kind of a thing, like, it's not his hero, but he met a Jedi, which would be hypothetically his hero, you know what I mean? And it was kind of like, I just met my hero, and he believes in me, and he thinks I'm special. Like, of course I'm going to love this guy. You know, this other guy called me like another useless life form. I don't, <laughs> I don't think Anakin heard that per se, but I mean, Obi-Wan did say it, you know? And yeah. so, but it's kind of like, of course he's going to be attached to this, to this, his hero that believes in him and thinks he's going to, you know, be special. I think there's probably also some force workings in there too, you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, per- perhaps I killed the Jedi and took it from him. Talking about the sword. That's impossible. No one could kill a Jedi. <laughs> Only wish that were true. Yeah, some foreshadowing there. Just <laughs> Maybe you should have eaten for breakfast what Sabine ate for breakfast, and you could have taken that uh, saber to the tummy a little better. Oh, too soon. Don't forget Riva. She got stabbed like four times. Oh yeah, in Riva. Yeah. <laughs> then he died. <laughs> yes, then he died. <laughs> no one could kill a Jedi. Oh yeah, watch this. At least he didn't get to see that. I mean, could you imagine how terrible that would have been uh, for for Anakin to see Qui-Gon die? I don't know, man. You saw how terrible it was to see Han die and everyone was an adult. I mean, I couldn't imagine having to see Qui-Gon die being a child and someone that just plucked you right up and very nonchalantly stole you from your mom. Freaking Jedi, man. I, I don't know. Head came to theory. They're going back when Jedi Council doesn't let Anakin be trained in the normal ways. They're going back to Tatooine for sure. Yeah. Anakin, so, Anakin and Qui-Gon at least. Would you say that uh, moving to that, that next tier, so in, in influence, you had uh, we were talking, wow, was that on the last show where was it you, Cam, that said, you know, Anakin went and did what he was supposed to do and talked to Yoda? Was that you that said that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Can you expand on that again? Because I think it's a huge, uh, it speaks largely to the relationship that Yoda, that he and Yoda had. Um, he trusted Yoda and believed anything that Yoda would say. But yeah, sorry, I don't want to talk. Go ahead. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of like I said last episode, like when he's having these thoughts of, you know, the dreams of Padme, same as he had when, uh, you know, same visions he had of his mother and he goes and talks to Yoda. And every time I watch the film, I was just telling my wife this earlier. She's like, every time I, something like that happens, I'm like, why, <laughs> why do you have to tell him that? You know what I mean? And yeah. I mean, Anakin's not being truthful too, but. I think in the end, like he did what he was supposed to do. Like he goes and confides in the leader of the Jedi order, hoping that he's going to get the right answer. And, but it's like, no, don't have like, don't, don't fear loss, you know? And you're just like, I, I don't know. 
Yoda, Yoda had been telling people that for 800 years. So. Yeah. And out of 800 years, how many apprentices did he have or were close to that turned to the dark side? Several. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, Travis. Yeah, I Yoda had the opportunity, and I think in yoga's yoga Yoda's arrogance. Um, yeah, I said it, and I'll die on that hill. Yoda was an arrogant <laughs> little turd. That kid, I mean, I would have kicked him, and we call him a puntable. That's what we call him. Um, <laughs> if I could get close enough, I got size fourteen feet. So, are we good now? Look at look at Darth Zane. What's up? How you doing, sir? I'm here. I'm saying. sorry. I'm late. I, Why are you sorry? This is a later show, man. It's a later show, and I wasn't ready for it. And I sat down and was watching my kids play Fortnite. And oh, next man, thing you know, Lord. you woke up and was like, "Oh God. no!" I woke up and he was like, "Don't you have a show to do?" I'm like, "Crap!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know oh, we don't get man. you on much, David, and so I was all excited when you're like, "Hey, I'll okay, let's roll." Okay. Nine o'clock. I, I was ready at eight. I had everything set. I had my, and I was like, oh. And then I looked at your thing. I'm like, oh, nuts. Yeah, Nine, man. Not, I got an hour. Well, I can build some Legos <laughs> an hour. Yeah, I pulled you into the to the stream, and your your Lego camera was 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 on there. Yeah, I know. Fantastic. What was the what was the Lego build today? Uh, the advent calendar was a. It's down on the floor. It was a shield generator and or shield generator. Nice, nice. So those of you that don't know, uh, Darth Saint Zay David Fur does uh, the advent calendar Lego uh, build every day, right? You're building another every and broadcaster. So every every day since December first. Yeah, you getting Legoed out yet? No, can't get Legoed out. Can you get Legoed out? Yeah, no, I don't. No, no, you can't get Legoed out. No, I don't think so. No. Debbie, you're you're auspiciously silent. Do you do you like Legos and Star Wars Legos at that? Uh, uh, the plural of Lego is Lego, sir. Lego. <laughs> Lego. It's not Legos. It's, no. it's like goose and geese. Yes. Leggies. No. No, it's, it's. I don't. I don't do Legos. Uh, my oldest son. <laughs> What? Lego. Frightening. It's Lego. Apparently, he's going to get frustrated. Lego. I'm not going to get Legos. Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways, I'll say it the way I want it, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was very big into Lego, uh, Star Wars specifically. Uh, yeah, he had every, every Christmas, it was some kind of Star Wars Lego. Thing and if you still got them, they're probably worth money. I'm pretty sure he probably does. I could be wrong. Um, because I know he had built them and then he was hanging them from his ceiling at one point in one of the places he lived at because he had a lot of the ships and whatnot. So, what a giant canvas map of Tatooine with a bunch of locations and events from his Hobby Lobby. It casually shows Anakin murdering Tuscans. That's fantastic. Nice. I gotta go find that. 
god. Okay, you know what? This this is a travesty right here. It really is, Travis. A, if, you're, a travesty. if you if you're gonna buy Lego, you you how much you want for it, Travis? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you a quarter. Give I'll take a quarter. I'll take it off your hands. <laughs> and here we go. I'm ordering one right now. Um, no, nah, this this is this is funny. Uh, so, getting back to to this, and David, uh, I'd like to to bring you into the conversation at this point for sure. Um, just to recap, we've we've talked about him and Qui Gon and their relationship, Watto's relationship, how these things are are forming his uh, psyche and forming his mental state. Um, the scum that he would hang around with even on Tatooine, working with Watto, um, his mom, all these relationships. Um, and we were starting to talk about Yoda and how, you know, Anakin does what he's supposed to do when he's struggling and he goes to a master and speaks with him. Now, even though he wasn't completely truthful with um, Yoda, uh, Yoda was kind of dismissive and like, well, you just know, you don't do this because it leads to this. It seemed that he could have done more. What are your thoughts on that that scene in particular? You know uh, what the scene is. Uh, yeah, from episode three. Um, yeah. I, I thought that your your comments uh, about Yoda being an arrogant little turd. <laughs> oh, you heard that? Him. Oh yeah, I was here. <laughs> um, but I, I thought that was I thought that was actually I thought that was very amusing. Um, just because Yoda had that one line, um, gosh, and I don't remember if it was episode two or episode three, where they're talking about the the Jedi and oh, he's he's arrogant and doesn't listen and blah blah blah. Oh yes, that's a trait more and more Jedi are falling a thing to these days. And I was like, you know, a, a trait more and more Jedi, and I'm like, yeah, but. You're kind of doing the same thing, aren't you? You're just you're you're sitting there and oh, I'm I'm Yoda, ha ha ha! I can't touch me, ha ha ha! So, it, I think that was it, episode three. Was yeah. it episode three? I was thinking it was. I wasn't sure if it was two or three, but um, Mace Windu. This is a Mace Windu hate club right here. I'm not a Mace Windu fan at all. Man, Carrion. I oh, I love Samuel L. Jackson, but not a Mace Windu fan. Oh. Biggest hypocrite in the Jedi Order. Mm. Mace Windu looked like he was pissed he had to go to work every day. Like, mm-hmm. every time you saw him, he was like... No, he's the guy that goes to work knowing he can do whatever he wants, guy or girl, sorry, that goes to work and knows they can do whatever they want and they're not going to get fired. They just they just go and do whatever. That's Mace Windu. I love that you bring up Mace. It's a great segue. You do this all the time. Um <laughs> Talking about the Jedi Council, right? So we're, we've been moving through different pieces of Anakin's life here. Um, there's things that we probably aren't going to speak to, like killing all the Tuscans has been talked to death, right? We know that that's a dark side trait. And then he feels sorry for himself and that he, you know, isn't the Jedi, he should be, blah, blah, blah. But I want to skip forward <laughs> because <laughs> my show, I can do what the hell I want. I'm like Yoda or Mace for that matter. Um, Mace Windu, I thought, at least from on screen that we've seen. Now, I think uh, Clone Wars is a little different in some scenes, but he just, for the most part, is just 
like he just doesn't like Anakin. It seems like he's just put out anytime he has to talk to Anakin Skywalker. Like he disagreed from the beginning, and so he's going to make sure he's a turd for the rest of his life against Anakin because he's against Anakin being allowed uh, to be trained as a Jedi. I don't know. What are y'all thoughts? Well, I have issue with the council anyways. Um, I, from the very beginning, I don't think they did right by Anakin at all. I I don't have a problem with them letting Obi-Wan train Annie, Mm -hmm. but if you've read, um, and I've read a few, I don't read comics, but there's a few I've read, but, um, in the comics, one, why would you tell the child that he's the chosen one? Wow. Big mistake. Two. Evidently, they told everybody else he was the chosen one. So when he goes into training with all these other kids, um, yeah, they're they're all making fun of him. They're all resentful. They treat him like shit. They isolate him for the most part. And so it's like, why would you do that? Why would you do that to that child? It's a lot like uh, if, and not so much in the movies, but a lot of the times in the books, in the Harry Potter books, it was there was a huge click of people that, uh, oh, Harry Potter, oh, the chosen one, oh, the mm-hmm. the the Messiah, the Christ figure, if you will, oh, ha ha ha. No. When Cipher tells Neo in the Matrix, he's like, "Did he really tell you?" And he's like, uh, and he goes, geez, what a, why would you do that? What I mean, a head trip. Yeah, what, exactly. I, I, I thought of, of Anakin immediately. Uh, you know, once I'm, I'm revisiting all this, I'm like, holy shit, that's, or holy crap, that's, it's too late, Dana, it's live. Um, hey, you're live, don't worry about it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, cu- I cuss like a sailor, so it just kind of pours out. Yeah, I, I have to restrain trying, myself trying. sometimes. I've but. had three high cocos and, so I'm, I'm cranking uh but I, I i think about the the parallels there and you're right too harry potter like like why why would you put that sort of pressure on an eight nine year old ten year old boy like what what's wrong with you or a brand new uh to to the uh, matrix universe you know brand new popped out of the the whatever they're called the, the battery things yeah the pods um, and then it just, it doesn't make sense to me that you would do that to somebody. And I, anyone who works with anybody and knows like, we just hired this dude and he's amazing, but you're not going to go running around telling everyone, Hey, this chick's amazing, man. She's going to be able to do this and that you, you just, Hey, I hired this new person. They're pretty cool. And then you just let the chips fall, right? You don't set them up to, for this expectation. They're never going to reach it. Yeah. You don't put them on a pedestal too early. Well, I think I think they thought that he was like if I think in their mind, I think the reason why they tell him is because, well, I mean, if you are, you're going to live up to the expectations like you are going to be the chosen one to bring balance to the force, you know, and I think kind of. It was almost a form of testing him, I feel like, even though it's probably not the best test. Um I think his well, entire time in the Jedi Academy is just childhood trauma. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
I often wonder if um, they had him go through some kind of counseling, for a lack of better better word, of you know, because we, you know, uh, from the Phantom Menace, we know he's he misses his mom. He's, you know, Yoda senses fear and what have you. It's like, okay, so did anybody take him aside and? do some counseling to, you know, help him come to some kind of reconciliation about his mother. And, um, you know, just trying to help the kid out. Counseling, therapy, whatever. That'd be too logical for the council to do. I, I, think, uh, I think I saw on Twitter at one point there was this uh, excerpt and... Um, <laughs> I think it was from like a journal Anakin had and he was like I miss my mom does that make me a bad person that I miss my mom paraphrasing of course but something like mm-hmm. that well and his rationalization right about compassion and that is love and so in a way Jedi can like he rationalized a lot in his minds to make him in his mind to kind of I think make him feel better about being a Jedi we're, we're encouraged to love yeah that's what he says no, that not. was that was completely different. That was he was just trying to get into Padme's pants. Is that where we're going? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, we haven't even talked about Padme. Yeah, I think if that was definitely mutual. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, um, it's Hayden. <laughs> Padme's kind of mad, weird, honestly. <laughs> I think if. Um. Mm, yeah. Obi Wan would have opened himself up a little bit more about his relationship with uh, Satine, mm-hmm. and guided Anakin because he knew he knew there was something with Anakin and Padme. You can't tell me he didn't. So if he would have taken a little bit of balls. And had that conversation with Anakin, either to help him, you know, okay, we can't do Padme, you know, I can't, well, that didn't come out right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, I need to, you know, just do away my feelings on, on Padme. Or leave the Jedi Order and go be with Padme. You know, if, if or, them and the council are so big and badass, how come they didn't know? Like, how come they didn't know and call him out on it? That's come on. But I, but, I think they were too concerned with the war. I mean, they were so thinly stretched, and you know, of course, they're they're sitting on top of a Sith. You can't you can't sit there and tell me too with Satine that there wasn't Satine between Satine and Obi Wan. That something hadn't happened, yeah. And at that point, you couldn't say uh, Obi Wan could have said, "It's fine to do it and keep it under the radar." Here's how you do it, and keep it under the radar. You know, this is yeah. This you know, get away with it. 
Him and Satine Vodio Dododed. We know that. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't just Satine. I mean, he did just show up at a bar and they knew what his drink order was. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> he, was like, he was like the Captain Kirk of the Star Wars universe. One hunt Daddy Obi Wan, they keep calling him. I jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. No. I forgot, Debbie. You and your your wall of oh. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I like that comment there. Um, I'll pop it back up again. Uh, he was more the brother that let Anakin figure out shit on, stuff on his own sometimes. Um, he already but knew the answer. Even a brother, though, at least my brothers, um, if I if I can figure my crap out, they would step in and say, look, you know, you're screwing up here, sis. This is what you need to do. So and he, and you, he didn't even do that. So it's like, well, I feel like Obi-Wan didn't want to let himself seem like he wasn't perfect. I feel like, and it's like, I think Obi-Wan thought he had to be like the perfect figure of what a Jedi was supposed to be, even though he was essentially going through the same stuff that Anakin was going through. And yeah. And it doesn't make any sense when you kind of watch Clone Wars why he doesn't kind of like what Debbie was saying. Like that's what I do for my sisters. <laughs> so did he have a choice? Did Obi Wan have a choice? I mean, Qui Gon said, "Make sure that you train." I mean, but did he really have a choice? I don't know. I don't. I don't know that if he believed he had a choice. Like maybe I'm not the best to train him right now. He's way more powerful than me. I don't want to piss him off. I've seen him get angry. I don't want to lose a limb myself. Um, I don't know. I think maybe he he was doing it out of uh, duty. Uh, but I, I, I believe he did love him as a brother. But I just I don't know if maybe, you know, uh, Master Plo uh, might have been a better at some point in his career person for him to follow. Um, I don't know. I just I don't know that Obi Wan was the best, as that's his first pad one. It's, it's and you're the, giving him the one. It's the old <laughs> adage that people always say all the time. You know, you were you were my friend and my brother, but I needed a father. I needed somebody yeah. who was ma- mature and could discipline him and not not be afraid of him and discipline him. Yeah. Say, look, I I love you, but. It's wrong. And going from uh, Clone Wars to Revenge of the Sith, you you have that transition of he's like a father to me, to he's like my brother. Like there's there is a change that occurs during the Clone Wars that we see if you watch that animated series. You can see that relationship change over time, um, and them actually get further and further apart uh, due to his. Uh, I think struggles with the council and struggles with the Soka God, that whole arc. Um, and I mean, we can move into that if you want the, the whole Ahsoka being blamed for the bombing and leaving the Jedi or like, I think that had a huge impact on Anakin's uh, psyche on what he thought he should be doing within the, like in the grand scheme of things, should I even be a part of this? Because I disagree so wholeheartedly. I think that's one of the major turning points. 
Well, that and the fact that, you know, behind the scenes, you know, Palpy is grooming him. True. Without anybody knowing uh, from day one, basically, because, you know, at the end of Phantom Menace, you know, he, oh, I'll be watching your career with great interest. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, you messed so. up on the download. Now you told the Sith Lord this is the one. Like, <laughs> I, I think too. Exactly. It, I, I think too. If you if you watch the movies, Palpatine's the only one who doesn't call him Annie. Yeah. Everybody calls him Annie. Oh no, Anakin. Anakin. See, you're using my proper name and not calling me Annie. Oh, Annie. Well, and up. and he's he's probably the one that gives him the most. Positive, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I don't know either. My brain just went. <laughs> you said you might be asleep when the show started. I didn't know you'd be asleep by the time the show ended. <laughs> it's senior brain. I'm serious. It's senior brain. The show like I did and showed up like 30 minutes late. I was trying to stay awake because I was like, if I if I tried to if if I doze off in front of the TV, I'm doomed. And that's exactly uh, uh, So Palpy was the only one that was giving him positive encouragement um, yeah. every step of the way. Whereas, you know, Obi was constantly reminding him of the rules. And then you had Mace, you know, who was being a jerk. And then you had, you know, the other Jedi were, they would make comments here and there, you know, maybe not in the most positive light about him. And Palpy was the only one that was constantly giving him positive reassurance. I can't talk either, so. Well, he was was the mentor. Like, Mm -hmm. he was kind of giving him, even though we obviously know it's not genuine, it's for a ultimately his greater purpose but i mean he was kind of giving him the answers that i think anakin kind of wanted or kind of needed to hear you know like it's okay to feel these things like it's okay to feel sad about your mother's death and you know what he did to the tuscans i mean it's understandable like some of us probably i mean i probably would have done the same thing it's only natural he took your arm you took his head yeah, and yeah, and I mean, it's like, perfectly he, logical. Yeah, he's it's an he's, excellent trade, right? He's he's the mentor, and he was the confidant for Anakin. Kind of what I think Anakin wanted Obi Wan to be, but it was never going to happen that way. So, yeah, yeah, Palpy didn't um, judge him. No, but the internal struggle that Anakin had. Um, reveals itself so many times. I'm I'm not the Jedi I should be. I can't believe I just did this. Snips, what are you doing? I'm listening to you. No, don't listen to me. Like, like he, I think, in his entire teen to adult life before he turned, was a struggle of I know what's right. I know what I'm supposed to do. It's just not me. Like I'm not that dude. Or was he? Was he that manipulated or was he just inherently something else than what the Jedi thought he was? 
I think he was something else than what the Jedi thought he was. Yeah, and yeah. I think we get some of that. And, and I think you, I think one of the one of the key points that, and I, I'm I wasn't sure if Cam had said this before or David. Um, can you move your mic to your face a little more just to get a little? There we go. Thank you. So I, I wasn't sure if Cam had said this before or not. I, I and I know it's been mentioned before, but um, you've got the uh, the one line in um the Last Jedi. To where it's like, uh, um, uh, darkness rises and light rises to meet it. You know, there was always that the, the bring balance to the force. Well, at the point where Anakin was born, you know, the Jedi were in charge. They were running things. They were the dominant force in the galaxy, if you will. You know, the keepers of the peace and all this other stuff. Well, that's not balance. So to bring Anakin in, the the force, the force to bring Anakin, or to bring Anakin in was to bring balance to the force, and that was to basically we're going to create somebody that's the bad guy, the the the, the 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 Sith, the dark side, if you will, to balance things out because right now the light's got the the upper hand, and that's not balance. Mm-hmm. So, and I think a lot of people miss that as that you know there's so always Palpatine was there. Well, but Palpatine was there, but he was, that was, it was just Palpatine. And, and I don't, I, I was kind of downgrading Palpatine, Darsane. Yeah, yeah. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Sith architect, man. We got to be careful, man. I tread light. Yeah, because you, you had, uh, and I apologize. I always say his name wrong. Uh, you, you had Palpatine and Plagueis. Plagueis. Oh, yeah. Plagueis. Plagueis, Plagueis, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, well, Palpatine fulfilled. I mean, with Plagueis, that was uh, his his master killed him in his sleep, and it was like he was supposed to do that. I get that. That makes perfect sense. And there's always supposed to be two, and to bring balance, Palpatine couldn't do it with Maul. I mean, obviously, it he couldn't do it with Maul because Maul got hacked in half and. It was actually funny. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, it's over Anakin. I have the high ground, but both of Obi Wan's biggest battles, be it with Maul or with um, Grievous, it was him hanging off of a ledge on the low ground. But whatever. That's a great point, David. I haven't thought of. Um, what if, out of fear, Obi Wan didn't teach Anakin everything he knew? So that he could have the upper hand. It's always the the yeah. I'm gonna teach you just enough, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna teach you all of my secrets because I may need to defeat you someday. I may have to chop your legs off. Yeah. Well, I, wasn't that the thing when Anakin was like training as a Padawan? He would always. I know it's some comic I think that's come out, but he like had the droid like he had like a mall simulator droid that mm-hmm. he would and he would you know was kind of prepping and. That's how he wanted to defeat Obi Wan in that moment, but I mean, so like Darth Vader, are you saying like the Force created Anakin, knowing he was going to fall to the dark side, essentially? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And Palpatine, Palpatine couldn't bring balance by himself because the Sith, with the rule of two and everything, yeah. that's you know that's not balance. And Palpatine couldn't do it with Maul. He couldn't do it with Dooku, and with Vader or Anakin, that was the the perfect balance right there. 
Let's see. Let's see. I have an issue with that because Palpatine wasn't exactly following the rules. He had Maul. He was following he had, the rules. He was doing exactly what a Sith needed to do. He was following the But he had backups. He had Maul. He <laughs> had Dooku. I mean, he had all these people lined up. <laughs> yes, but but uh like for instance uh Dooku and Maul were both Dark Lords of the Sith, okay? But the Inquisitors, which were all ex-Jedi, Force-sensitive, that Palpatine is the one that went out and grabbed those folks after Order 66. He's playing loosely, I think, with the rule of two, but he's still sticking to the rule of two because there's only the Master and the Apprentice. The other ones are just servitude. They have a they're, role. They're like, a, well, for disposable. Like, they're, they're acolytes. They're not really. Right. And the right. same so, thing was with, uh, with um, oh, now I can't even think of her name, Ventress. Because Ventress was the exact same way. But you could not have Ventress being uh, a, a Sith Lord. That's why they referred to her as uh, many times as uh, an assassin, a Sith assassin. Mm -hmm. Because she could not be a Sith because there was already the two of them. That's right. So, so, like, in the sense of the Force, I guess, creating Anakin, knowing he's going to bring balance, do you think, I mean, obviously him, like, do you think the end goal, like the Revenge of the Sith game, the alternate ending, if he doesn't burn and he kills Palpatine, is that thus not, like, bringing balance? Because, I mean, like, I, like, I, like you know, I don't think I'm explaining it very well, but it's like, I don't, I don't get if the Force created him knowing he was going to bring balance, but Palpatine is, is still comes back, you know? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, really know uh, where I was going with that. I don't believe that, like, the Force new I, I don't think the force is omnipotent or, or, or cognizant of paths and whatnot I, I and and I someone can tell me I'm an idiot I I truly believe that the force was trying to bring balance by creating an individual that could walk the line and be a balanced individual um and we see the potential of that um, with the whole Mortis art, father, sister, brother yeah. arc in Clone Wars. Um, and I, I like that's what it knew it collective force was trying to do. Um, but free will, right? I mean, and and yes, we we have a destiny in the Star Wars universe, but even Yoda's like, mm, future it's always changing, so I don't know that. The force knew it would he would fall to the dark side. I think it was more we can create this be or this being is going to be created so that it can carry both dark and light uh sufficiently as to not destroy the world and or be destroyed. I don't know. That's kind of the way I always looked at it, especially uh in the last say five years or so after that episode uh, arc. Oh, that's that that's valid. I, I... I think that I like it like a gray Jedi. No, no. That's, not, that's that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not we're not. No. Not Even Balin. Balin's going, man. 
I, we are not Jedi. But that he didn't say he was Sith, but he didn't mm -hmm. say I'm a gray anything. Man, I can't. I can't with the gray stuff, man. Just it's same, like saying, Dana. Not we, vibing we, with it. We we've 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 discussed this many times on Canteen the Happy Hour. Saying a gray Jedi is like saying an atheistic Christian. It just doesn't make no sense. No, Oxybor, I'm one hundred percent. So so uh moving into uh we're gonna save the the battle for next week. Um if you all are available, we could continue the conversation. The battle. I'm talking the Obi-Wan battle. So 12 minutes of them fighting. We're going to talk about some of the stuff that was said through that. Uh, the transition to Vader and what happened immediately after that. That's going to be next week for all of you folks. Uh, but I want to kind of move to that scene. And this will be what we kind of close out this show with. So the scene where Anakin is watching the the senate building and all this and whatnot yeah. and padme is watching um it, everyone is just in this state of tension the music uh, there is amazing oh, oh my god you pa felt padme, padme's reminiscence i believe is mm -hmm. what, what the piece uh, was called ruminations um, top three top three scene there 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 are moments in that entire piece of that movie that I was just blown away with the whole seduction of the dark side um, starting with is there any way to know this power to say Padme and all this right he's seducing him and then we get to this moment where he's what is he thinking and and they don't tell you what he's thinking um, but I want to ask you all when he's looking and he's whatever and he gets up to leave and he goes to see Padme, and then he goes. No, no, no. He goes. Uh, he goes straight to the Senate. Yeah, he, he goes straight yeah, he goes to the Senate. Right. He visits Padme after uh, when he becomes Vader, uh, which we'll talk about next week. So, right, right when he's like, "That's it, I'm going." What, what is he thinking? Because he's not going there to kill Mace, right? He's going there for another reason, and that's what I want you guys to talk about. I think he's going there strictly to keep Palpatine from being killed. Whether it's uh, and because he he knew Mace was very much um, <laughs> Mace was very much dealing in absolutes. Yeah. He is a Sith. He must be killed. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. But um, but he knew that that Mace and uh, he he knew Mace's character and Mace's character is he's for lack of a better term he's very trigger happy, you know. Mm kill first ask questions later kind of thing so he he's action oriented so he's like he's gonna he i know he's given the chance he's gonna kill this guy and this guy knows how to save padme because you know obviously he's been having the visions of of padme dying in childbirth and all this other stuff and if he kills him then i'm not gonna figure out how to how to save her i mean the whole seduction like you were talking about yeah. with the uh you know it was it's funny he could save others from death but not himself mm -hmm. so yeah. he needed to know and i and this isn't touched at all in the um in the uh, uh in the movies it's in the novel which the the novel for revenge of the sith adds so much mm. to the seduction part of anakin 
And one of the big things was was that um, Anakin was attempting to save Padme. There was a, a document or something in the Jedi archives that he was attempting to access that was going to show him how to use the Force to do this, how to prevent this death from happening, the death of Padme. Well, he couldn't. Only a master could um, access the, the file that he needed. Well, then all of a sudden he's on the council. It's like, oh, I'm on the council. I'm going to be a master. I can get at the file. I can find out what I need to find out. And of course, the whole, the whole meme thing. We're we grant you a seat, but we're not making you a master. He's yeah. like, and that's why he was so pissed off about it. It it wasn't because he wanted the power. It wasn't. It was like he wanted to get into that library and save Padme. That was the big thing. And it was like, okay, well, you cut that off from me. You said I can't have that because I'm not a master yet. So now this is my only route. This is the only way I've got to go. This is the way I've got to do it. So, yeah, it's like, you know, yes, you're two pieces of bread and a piece of meat, but you're not a sandwich. You're a hot dog. I mean, that's essentially <laughs> what they told him. And he didn't want to be a hot dog. He, he wanted to be a sandwich with everybody else, with the lettuce and the tomato and the mustard. No, just a hot dog. Uh, I know that's a silly thing, but it, it actually is what I've always thought of is that his he he didn't he thought that the title was what was going to give him yes access but was going to give him the uh validity and credibility and like okay yes now i am the jedi i should be i am now a master and i can be the most powerful jedi because i serve on the council all the things that he was led to believe by the jedi that you're the one and this and that but we're going to hold you down why would you do that to somebody? Tell them they're all this, and then don't let them try to achieve that. Sorry, unless you're afraid. Mace. And they, they don't trust him, or Mace doesn't trust him the most. Sorry, I got off topic. But yeah, so what about you two? What, what, what about, what was he thinking? What did he want to do when he went to the Senate? For me, when... We're talking about the scene where it shows him looking towards Padme and she's looking towards the temple or whatever. I mean, he actually did the right thing. Once he found out Palpy was the Sith Lord, he immediately went and told Mace. And, you know, kudos to him. So when Mace says, okay, well, you know, a bunch of us are going to go over there and confront him, blah, 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 blah. And then I, and I, and I kind of agree with Dave where he's probably thinking, but what if he can't be, you know, he's a Sith Lord. What if he can't be brought in? What if he can't be arrested? Mm -hmm. He's a Sith Lord. I need to say Padme. And I, I think he started having second thoughts is what he was thinking because he loves Padme so much and doesn't want her to die, wants to save, you know, the baby too. So, yeah, when he's looking off, I think he's running all these scenarios in his head and coming to the realization that I don't think I made the right choice. <laughs> Well, and oh, decides to run off after him. So, yeah, his his 
um, his his piece in that. I think he he wanted to he wanted to be there again to show like Mace. I mean, you brought this up way early, like the father figure of Watto ish, right? He kind of was a father figure. Obi was kind of a father figure. I, I mean, Mace in the count, he, he, you said he went to his, you know, the, the head of the, the group. Yeah. And said, this is what's going on. And are you telling me for 20, whatever years of his life that he spent at the temple or, or with the Jedi order, all of the missions he ran, he and Obi-Wan are the only two people that have killed Sith Lords as far as we knew. Right. And you're gonna have neither of them there. What well, the hell's wrong with you? Sorry. Well, Mason won him there because he he said I sense like oh, confusion like, or yeah yeah like like your vision well, spotted yeah. like you're not thinking straight. You and, know? and 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 Obi Wan was off on Utapau, so yeah, he was. That's right. Yeah. Seeking out Grievous. That's right. But that's I mean, the same. That's the same kind of thinking. <laughs> I was watching Empire the other day, and I'm like. There's there's kind of a problem here because Yoda says uh, you must not go. Only a fully trained Jedi Knight with the Force as his ally can defeat Vader. And I'm looking at it going, so why don't you go, Yoda? You're fully trained. Go with him. He can sit on your lap. You can go with him. Y'all take Vader together. I see Mandalorian. We'll do a reverse. I know that little thing can sit up there too. There's plenty. We'll do of a re- we'll do a reverse rule of two on this one. Two Jedi. One he's too old and he knew he was dying. Yeah. <laughs> I know, he's getting, right? He's getting he waxed. still had three good years left in him. He could have no, taken Vader. No, he's getting waxed. Yeah, not, Vader yeah, would have mopped the floor with him, man. Yeah. That's my but, opinion. What do you think, uh, Cam? What was he thinking looking out there? What was his intent when he went there? I mean, honestly, I think he was trying to reason with Mace. Like, they're in the whole, you know confrontation like he's telling mace like you can't like he must stand trial which dooku didn't get to stand trial which is kind of ironic but anyways you know it's like i need him yeah it's like don't like i just i need to know what he what tells he me that he knows you know and i think i mean he did what he was he did what he was thought was right and i think too that if Obi-Wan would have been on Coruscant, I think Anakin goes to him instead of Mace, and I think maybe things play out a little differently. But I think he's going there just to not save Palpatine, like to save him, but save him because I need to know what he knows yeah. for this purpose. Can you and just hold off on killing him for about 10 minutes? Let me yeah. let him tell me yeah. this story. Yeah. Well, like, then, then you can kill him. Well, like, I mean, when Palpatine tells him that he's a Sith Lord, he's like, you want, like, Palpatine's like, you would like to strike me down. Anakin's like, well, I would certainly like to because, like, Anakin's like, you're the reason for all this. My wife almost died because of you, essentially. Like, you're the mastermind behind this. Like, I mean, it's, it's it's just unfortunate. It's all Mace Windu's fault in my mind. And so I, so if Mace was a, a influence, good or bad, um, we we know it's been documented. Whatever Vapad or however you say that form, lightsaber form, like you kind of have to tiptoe the line to use that form anyway because it does use an aggressive technique. So 
when you look at Vader and you look at Yoda, I mean, when he, and he gets pissed off. Yes, his eyes don't go flashy because he's a Jedi. But I mean, Yoda got pissed at Dooku and was when he was fighting him. Um, so to to totally deny that these or to state that these Jedi were anything less than perfect is just foolish. Uh, they they had their own faults. Um, but I believe that in the capacity that they were serving, they could not see past their own faults. Um, they can't see the forest fear. because yeah, of the like, trees. Yeah. Can't. can't see the force, the, the force through through Tatooine. No, I don't know. Whatever. It's the force through the trees, though. They're through indoor. Oh, there you go. I was trying to make that work, but that was a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. it. I got it. it. Witty and quick at 1030 after three hot chocolates in a bucket. So uh, wrapping all this up, um, because we've been at it for an hour and a half, we could continue on this piece, but we'll save some for next show. Um, Just to kind of recap and get some final thoughts. So Anakin, you know, taken from his mom, the Jedi Order are the ones that did that. Qui-Gon is the one that forced it. Um, but Qui-Gon, sir, as you pointed out, uh, Cam, I thought that was a unique touch because he did look up to Qui-Gon very quickly. Um, Qui-Gon dies. We're glad he didn't die in front of Anakin. Um, but ultimately, Obi-Wan has to go on his word and, and take care of raising. I mean, he he was raising Anakin. And, and that's one of the pieces that I'd really like to dive into on another show. Is trying to understand that whole. What's the giggle? What I missed? Yeah, just look at the comments. <laughs> Travis. Oh yeah, there we go. That's right. <laughs> See now, I got to go back and read the Revenge of the Sith novel. That's insane! I cannot believe we're gonna. Ask I mean, I didn't true. read that out loud because yeah. Um, so then we move. And it's through. a nice one. You can't deny it. That, that's Tatooine's butt. Yeah, it is. <laughs> 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 but... <laughs> so, oh my! And then, and then it was the So Jakku, but um, <laughs> you have you have uh, father figures like like Qui Gon, like uh, Obi Wan, like Watto, and how those people influenced. And then, um, you know, he gets to padme which we barely touched on but i mean his love for padme he would have tore well he did he tore the galaxy apart to, and even we see in the video games um you know we're we're hiding behind the wall and we see uh is that jedi not sir is it survivor where he's working on the uh no, that's the vr game oh yes yes vader immortal that's right yeah um, so chapter, really, i've only been on the first two chapters oh it's good it's that's so spoilers. i'm i'm <laughs> Yeah. I'm spending my Christmas money and buying the rest of it. So, yeah, I love that man. Um, and, and it shows his dedication to, um, to his mission of of trying to even bring Padme back. Um, and then the whole the whole bit about the council and and having Mace and Yoda and all the others really. Um, they, they kind of talked down to him. Um, I think he gained a lot of respect during the Clone Wars, but he was always getting in trouble because he never followed exactly how he was supposed to do it or what he was supposed to do. That influenced Snips. And when she left, 
the order, I really think that was a big straw that started to change his mind about what he was doing and what his goals were. Because I don't know, does anyone know the time frame between uh, Clone Wars and uh, Revenge of the Sith? Like well, how much the, time takes place? The the final the oh the the Clone Wars lasted three years. Yeah, between between the end of. Um, Attack of the Clones when you know begun the Clone Wars has to it's over Anakin I have the high ground that was a, a three year span okay okay so I don't so, know how much time there was between when Ahsoka left the order and because you, you know the, the the Clone Wars ended with the whole Ahsoka doing the siege at Mandalore and. Right. Then Order 66 happens on her way back. She's captured Maul, and they're on their way back, and Order 66 is happening. So I don't know the span between her leaving the Order and that happening. I'd have but to my point being, it, it was pretty fresh, right, in, in everybody's mind. Uh, oh, yeah. In, in well... I know the story was written like, but you know what I'm saying. In the timeline, it would be still fresh with him. And he was a little more, I'd say, pissy. And well, it was, I mean, I mean, three years is not a whole lot of time. I mean, even if that happened like right at the beginning of the Clone Wars, which uh, obviously it didn't, the Clone Wars had been raging for a while at that point. Sure. But even if that had, uh, three years is still a, in the grand scheme of things, a very short amount of time. Yeah. Agreed. Then we uh, so then we moved into uh, Mace and the, the final kind of showdown uh, with Palpatine and the thoughts and feelings of uh, Anakin. Um, man, a lot. There, there's so much to unpack. I, I had told somebody I was doing a three three episode show on Vader, and they're like, "That's it." <laughs> so so yeah, we'll, we'll do more later. Um, but uh, for the point and purpose of this one, we just kind of wanted to review him uh, growing up him his influences what sort of uh, events influenced him and uh yeah i think we we compared some of that to uh, harry potter neo just being told is a whole nother a whole nother can of worms when you tell someone you're supposed to be awesome um then you're never able to live up to those high and unattainable expectations um but anyhow uh yeah thank you guys this was that was a lot and hour and a half this might be the longest show we've ever done and again we could probably keep going but we're not because i'm exhausted so um thank you guys um any parting shots about vader and like if you had one thing to say about vader right before he turns into lord vader when he's anakin is there anything any point that i missed that you wanted to bring up in the show i'm sure there is Got some thoughts about when he actually becomes Vader. I get he's I get he's na I get he's named Vader by Palpatine, but I don't I don't know. I got a hot take. I don't think the guy that slaughters all the Jedi in the temples Vader Vader. Mm, in my opinion. I don't think so either. I don't We're think we're gonna talk I, about that transition next week. All right. I'll save uh, my thoughts. The transition in the temple, the transition with Padme, the transition with Obi Wan, and of course pre Obi Wan, the transition in uh on Mustafar with the uh, separatist leaders. Yeah, um, that's going to be a good, good chunk of what we're talking about because it it really does shape 
the lore and legend of Vader for the rest of the galaxy, really. Um, he li- he liked killing the Separatists. He, yeah. I don't think he enjoyed killing the Jedi. I think it was just something that he, well, well this is kind of what I have to do. I don't know. I would. Oh, no, I wouldn't. Never. Anyone else have a have a, a little something to add for this part of his life? Um, the only thing I can say is Anakin as a whole <clears throat> and his fall to Darth or his rise to Darth Vader is good choice of words. He's just it's just all a series of misfortunate events. Oh yeah. The his whole life up to that moment is just a series of unfortunate events. How much loss can you take before you lose your mind? Well, I lost my mind a long time ago. <laughs> but I've had a lot of losses too. So I mean, it's not I'm not, easy, man. I'm not it, stiffy, but <laughs> no, I'm, I mean, don't, don't go Jedi temple on us and kill a bunch of people. <laughs> um. Oh, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 10 minutes later oh yeah 100 like you can see that we'll talk about it next week but like in that scene right after the mace thing you could see like he was like oh crud i messed up big time yeah we'll talk about that um what was this another little bit uh yeah true Man, you can't let those younglings live because they turn into Jedi, and the Jedi can be relentless. <laughs> the Jedi are relentless. Yeah. Darzane, you didn't have a, a party shot. You got something? I got nothing. Awesome. I, 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 I'm I'm anxious. I, I, a lot of my parting shots have to do with next week. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to jump into the future. So. Well, and I know it's the 26th, and, and we all have family things, and it's holiday, but um, we are still going to go live. So if you want to be a part, please, please, please let me know, and we will make sure to have you on. I will uh, uh, do my best. Oh, that's a great way to look at this. Well, and I, I and like honestly, that. too, I mean, you got to think about it. Uh, you had the... Uh, the um, I can't even remember her name from the Obi Wan series. Reba. She was, yeah, she was yeah. a youngling. Yeah. That. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't gather him up and train him. Because there can be too indoctrinated. Two. Yeah. Well, yeah, you, you make them assassins, right? It's the only thing you can do, and then you can pick from the assassins the ones that you maybe want to make an apprentice when you burn one out or they get killed. Palpatine had some longevity, though, man, as a human. Like, Exar Kun, of course, but, I mean, Palpatine, and then he returned somehow. That's another show. But He was a clone. <laughs> Come on. Oh, you mean Anakin didn't fulfill the prophecy? Yeah. That's the what that man- would mean. Did the current management watch the six films prior? Mm. <laughs> we know Taika Waititi didn't watch any Star Wars. Okay. Um, Leave that. So uh, we also talked on the show tonight. Uh, we talked a little while about uh, MCU, even though that's not our our bag. But Jonathan 
uh, majors. Thank you, majors. Uh, big news today. Um, so we touched on talked about that for a little bit and what might the MCU hold. So, David, you missed that. Thank goodness, because that would be like stealing from your show, your content. No, we, we already we, talked, we about talked about it. it. Oh, we talked, talked about, about it last night. Yeah. All right, cool. We're yeah, good. I didn't see that. I apologize. I'm terrible. Oh, I, I swear. I watch your show. I, <laughs> well, so I have to be careful what I watch of yours because I am not always caught up to where you guys are and whatever. No. I mean, oh, oh, he's he's avoiding the spoilers. I got you. All yeah, right. that's why. Yeah, I got you. All that's right. why. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> no, yes, that's, that's why. That's why I, when I do join, and I know you're doing so, like when you guys were going through Loki, I hadn't seen it all yet, and so I just would join at the end and just make stupid comments to make everybody laugh. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy the show when uh, I know what's happening. So, but you guys make sure you tune in on Monday nights to MCU Mondays. With, not this uh, Monday. Not we're, this we're, Monday. That's Christmas. Oh, we're we're done for the year for MCU Monday. Oh, y'all are done. So two yeah, weeks. Yeah, Well, we've that, got because we're not doing Christmas Day. I mean, obviously, and we're sure. not do, we're not doing New Year's Day. So New the Year's next, Day. The next two Mondays we're taking off. Crap! I wish I could have. Actually, I have but we will be doing Thursday. So, oh yeah, and well, then, we're, uh, we do have Thursday with uh, day after tomorrow. We will happy be, hour is we'll be Thursday. we'll be in the cantina next uh, on this Thursday. But then I think we're taking two weeks off of that one too. Cool. Just because well, we're going to be cranking through next week, we're going to be talking about kind of midsection towards the end of Vader, um, who he uh, became, uh, the moment from the moment he kind of goes at. Mace until I don't know. We'll, we'll cut it off at some point because there's going to be so much to talk about from return. I think right before Return of the Jedi is where I want to stop, um, and then we'll talk about uh, ROTJ through whatever extra we've had. So cool, man! Uh, Shadow of the Sith. I did. Um, was um, I don't think I read that one. My mom bought it for me for Christmas. I will be tuning in. You've been snooping through your Christmas presents. It, it, she had like the Wait. Amazon, the Amazon like wish list thing, and it's not in there anymore. So <laughs> lame. That's why my wife told me. She said, "I need you to log out of Amazon on your phone completely, and I need you to log out of Target completely on your phone." <laughs> why? Because I've got stuff coming, and it's going to alert you on your phone when it's here. And see, I don't want to tell my wife yet. Like, I want, I want that uh, tie bomber that I, it's gorgeous, the Lego tie bomber. Oh yeah, and and but it's it's like it's, I'm like I don't don't it's buy on, that. Uh, why, why not? I mean, because it's expensive. Like I, I Charla, I, Charla, if you're watching, I'll take it. <laughs> do you, do you, if do you, you buy see, it for him, <laughs> do you see this ATAT behind me right uh, here? Beautiful, yes. Eight hundred dollars. That's not too expensive. Eight. Surely you didn't pay that. I did. It's eight hundred dollars, brand new on the shelf. Actually, I think they bumped okay. the price up like eight fifty. So we're changing the theme of next week. Um, it's going to be called SWI, Star Wars Intervention, and we're <laughs> talking about the Lego Intervention. No. Legos are cool though, man. I I've got Lego. Lego is cool. <laughs> I love Legos. Whatever, man. Whatever. Oh my god. 
so next week we're going to talk more about it. Um, we'll see what else news is out there. Um, I don't have any articles right now, but we do have, uh, like I stated in the beginning, Ambrose, uh, I believe, is, is working on an article about Jonathan Majors. Go check that out uh, later today. Um, uh, David, no, you don't have any articles anymore, do you? No. Um, must be nice. I'm going to have to make that plea. But I only have one show, not two. So, you know, there is that. So I'll have to keep writing for a while. Um, man, I don't have anything else. Uh, just want to wish everyone a, a great, safe, uh, happy holiday. Spend time with your family, loved ones, friends, and friends that are family. And, you know, remember the those words of Obi-Wan. Um, you were my brother, Anakin. I think uh, that says and speaks volumes to Obi-Wan's character and how much he loved um Anakin and how much Anakin loved him that he felt that betrayed that he yells, I hate you. And we'll talk about that next week, too. We'll see this lineup next week, yeah? Hopefully. All right. Maybe we'll add Zane. I don't know. Oh, no. he's Zane's not going to be here next week either because he's going to be at uh, the bowl game for uh, Texas State. He's marching in their bowl game. Texas State's very first bowl game ever. Nice. So he'll, be, he'll be in that. Uh, watch watch for him on TV on the sideline. So, uh, yeah, we'll miss him for two weeks. So, so all right. I think that's <laughs> all I have. You guys have a great night, and we'll see you all next week. And remember, kids, peace is a lie. There's only passion. Good night. <laughs>